Thanks for listening to a podcast from WSUM. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. You probably were obsessed with them in 2015. You may have seen fan art on Tumblr for them. Today on Pop Culture Coffee Break, we're talking about dystopian series that had a chokehold on us during our childhood. I'm Ray Kirsch, talk director of WSUM and Pop Culture Coffee Break host. Today, I'm joined by... I'm Lexi, I'm the news director. Um, I'm Georgie. Oh, sorry. Just okay. a, just a radio DJ here, man. And I'm Kayla. I do the weather on the news. Yes, we have such a good crew with us. I'm so excited for our conversation today. So I think the thing that sparked me that was like, oh, we should talk about this today, was I was scouring the theaters and I saw that the Hunger Games Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes is being released in theaters on November 13th. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this. I need someone to talk to me about the Hunger Games. But my roommate's sick of me talking about it with her. So I was like, I need an episode on this. So do we want to just start off talking about Hunger Games? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. So I watched the first Hunger Games two days ago. That's oh, <laughs> that's all I've got, honestly. But for everyone, how old were you when you first read or watched the Hunger Games? I was nine, I believe, when I watched. I think that's when that's when the movies came out. Was when I was in fourth yeah. grade. So that's when everyone started getting obsessed with it. True. I don't. Okay, I was. I don't think I've seen a full movie, which is not good. Um, that needs to be changed. But I think um, when I was maybe not nine, I think I got into them a little bit later, maybe like eighth grade or something like that, I would say. Maybe the first time I saw, I was like, okay, wait, this is kind of good. Yes. So, um, confession, I've never actually seen the Hunger Game movies, but I've read the books. Ooh. And I think I read them in like fifth grade because one of my friends was obsessed with it and she made me watch parts of the movies and all I remember was like shaky camera footage like that's the only (laughs) part I remember but yeah I would probably say like fourth grade fifth grade was when I read them yeah so wait that's so interesting I also feel like I was around around the same time when I first watched the movie but I'm so intrigued Kayla did do you think that like the clips you've seen are an accurate representation of the book or yeah I mean honestly from what I saw I think yes because in the books I was always picturing everything to be so like dark and chaotic and so like actiony bam 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 I mean also like my elementary school brain just made everything so action and dramatized so I do think the movies were like a really good depiction of that but I feel like if I went and reread the books now as like an adult I'd probably have a little bit of a different view on how I would think the movie would be. But no, at the time, I remember, like, from the clips I saw, I was like, wow. Oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Real. So, reversely, when was the last time you read or watched this? I already answered mine two days ago with my roommates, forced them to watch it, rented it and everything. Oh. Every winter break, I go through a phase where I need to watch every like I all of a sudden have free time so I need to watch every movie ever mm-hmm. you're like so sat in front it. of the couch yeah <laughs> so I watched it about a year ago and I remember being gagged at the catching fire the second movie oh yeah. my god I forgot how it ended but I was I was gasping like 
that movie's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the same. Um, I think, yeah, probably a year for me, too, like a year ago, because a lot of my friends, they like to rewatch movies a lot, so that was... That was just one of them, and I'm, like, indoctrinated to rewatching movies with them. True. I don't remember which one, though. I, I don't think it was the second one. I, I wish it was, though, to be honest. <laughs> um, I have not read The Hunger Games since elementary school, but my For You page on TikTok right now is just flooded mm-hmm. with Hunger Games edits. The is it because so, of the new movie? I think it might be, but it's nothing pertaining to the new movie. I think that just re-sparked a lot of people's mm-hmm. love for PETA. And just, like, I'm seeing all these... <laughs> the Five like, Nights at Freddy's, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. So I, I have a question. Out of all of the three, the three movies, which one is your favorite? second one i already answered but also technically technically there's four movies because <laughs> they split they did mocking j part one and mocking oh, j part two wait that's so true <laughs> my bad my bad i'm sorry yeah i guess honestly i would like to say the second one but i think it's probably the first one just because being set into like the world is just so much fun you're just like what is going on right now like this is so the concept is so interesting so the first movie is of like almost any dystopian series is always going to be like the hook for me yeah i feel like the first book definitely i mean they were all i feel like the first two were really good and then the third one i was like i still read it but i wasn't as into it as i was when like i first started reading them but, uh, yeah, I feel like the first one, because that was the first taste I think I had of dystopian novels. So I think mm. that was just so life-altering for me. Yeah, I have to agree, because you know how, like, in the first movie when PETA sees the Capitol for the first time, and he's like, wow, it's so big. <laughs> like, that's that was, like, me. I was like, wow, this is so amazing when I watched the first one for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's he's just like me. He's so real for that. Um, so what was your favorite part of The Hunger Games? For anyone. I'm trying to remember what I said yesterday. I um. know. <laughs> this is our take two. Cause <laughs> my, recording, my recording flopped yesterday. <laughs> so we're back. I think when I was younger, I liked that it was a strong female lead because I was a girl and I wanted, you know, like Hermione type thing. Like very um, independent woman. Yeah. And also just I was a big reader. Mm. So mm-hmm. any book that had like a lot of world building and any book that you could like really there was a lot of content about it that you could really like get obsessed with. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. I think, yeah, when you said that yesterday, too, I, I forgot about that. Like, every time, even, like, a current, I wouldn't say dystopian, but, like, fantasy novels of, like, the first book can just be all about building a world so much fun. I think I said my favorite, <laughs> this is so typical of me to say, but I think my favorite part is always the romance. Like, I love, oh, I just love a romance plot, and especially when, oh, it's just so good, especially when it's Theo James. We'll get to that later, but. I probably couldn't even give you my favorite one if I was like if I was if it was life or death 
But what I remember the most vividly is, like, when they were all getting prepped and picking out, like, their weapons or whatever. And I remember this line, for some reason, like, crystal clear, was they said, like, don't waste your time working out. Eat as much food as you can so you can, like, bulk up. So, like, when it gets cold, like, you don't die as fast. I don't know why, but that... (laughs) That stayed in my brain for so long. And I was thinking, like, oh, my gosh, if there's ever an apocalypse, I just have to eat everything I can, up. and then I'll live yeah, so that long. Is such a, like, little kid who reads a lot thing to do is remember some <laughs> really specific detail that you're yeah. like, if this ever happens. <laughs> like that niche thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to have to go with Lexi in this and say the world building was so incredibly insane in the best way. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... The thing that I love about dystopian movies, especially, but especially in Hunger Games, is, like, the world building is so good that you can just place yourself in it and, like, you're there. You're sad. It's, like, a whole other world instead of Earth. And I feel like you kind of can just, like, leave the earthly problems to go worry about Katniss, (laughs) in a sense. Yeah. 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 Lexi said something also. It was, like, uh, never mind. It's Divergent that's in Chicago. But I don't know. I think that's really cool, too. Like, even though you're it's set somewhere in the future, it's also like it's, it's somewhere, you know, it, but yeah, different it's where, like we are now. Yeah. 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 So so compared to your favorite thing when you were nine, what is your favorite thing about The Hunger Games right now? Glad you asked. Um, <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I think. Looking back, and when I remember rewatching those movies, there's there is a lot of social commentary that I definitely did not pick up on when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I would like to reread them because I'm sure the books are much more in depth with that than the movies are. Um, one thing that comes to mind is I'm pretty sure Katniss was described. I don't I, I don't think I doubt it was ever explicitly said, but I I'm pretty sure it was like implied that Katniss was native if not like just not white um and i think having a i don't know it's it's interesting to think about how that kind of changes the whole mm-hmm. or a lot like of the entire the, idea um, like their geography yeah having there be a a native woman like rising up against the oppressors is i think a very different story um than jennifer lawrence yeah (laughs) (laughs) shout out jennifer lawrence though she killed it but she um, killed it but what's interesting that they chose to do that because i'm pretty sure she was described as having like olive skin and dark Ah. hair and there was i think there was other things too but um yeah we have to reread them before we watch the movie so yeah. that we can like okay so we have for sure <laughs> how many days do we have oh my gosh it tomorrow comes out, it comes out on the 13th <laughs> well. yeah let me read three books yeah, yeah, yeah. we can watch the movies let me drop everything oh true yeah i should yeah. watch them in full actually yeah but i think to go back to when you asked um what made it compelling was um I think part of it was it the having relatable characters like they were obviously not my age they weren't nine years old but they were like teenagers and so you can kind of I don't know imagine 
like imagine yourself there mm-hmm. yeah almost. and it is very i don't know just on a storytelling level it's very like what's gonna happen next true i was thinking uh it was more like a traditional thing my family has always gone to movie premieres like they went to all the harry potter premieres and then they went to all the hunger games premieres at the theater like when it came to where i live so i feel like because my family likes it so much i just inevitably have to like it and if i didn't like it i don't don't know i think maybe i would not i would be banished from my family or something but i think that's like definitely a part of it it's just it's fun because then we get together around holidays and stuff and then we all watch it together and then i feel like i hope i can do the same thing with like the younger generation of people because they're good movies and I want other people that are younger than us to watch them too. Yeah. So who was everyone's favorite character from the Hunger Games? And why was it Finnick? <laughs> yeah. I kind of already answered Katniss because she was like just she was just like Girl me boss. for real. Yeah. But um also Rue. Just I don't know. Rip she's Rue. just like classic, like so you have cutie. to love her. Yeah. Yeah, I think yesterday, oh yeah, was it the, th- I don't know, I forget which movie it was from, but it was where the the old woman was in it, where they oh, all like yeah. come back, the old winners come back and they play, and Next. yes, yeah. oh, I, I loved her so much, she was just like, I want, I want her, like, I want to be her when I grow old, yeah, I want to be smart. <laughs> I probably have to be with Lexi on this one, just like. I was always the type where it was, like, a strong female lead. That was always my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. Hermione, Triss, like, in Tris. every major, like, book. Like, they were always my favorite, hands down. So, mm-hmm. yeah, probably Katniss. I have to say, I feel like... Finnick. I feel, Finnick, yes. <laughs> and then also, I'm going to give a shout-out to Prim. Because mm. I feel like they did Prim so dirty when she d <laughs> like... Ugh. She didn't deserve. That was tragic. She didn't deserve the storyline she got. She got reaped like when she had a one in like yeah. Anyways, and she got saved. Yeah, Katniss saves her, and then she, and then yeah. Should <sighs> we move on to a different series? Yes, yeah. Theo James. Theo James. We really <laughs> want to talk about Divergent. So yes. as a disclaimer, I have never seen. A full well i've only Ooh. watched the first disclaimer or the first divergent movie that's I, okay yeah that's, that's all one. i know so who what when was how old were you when you first watched it or read it and when was the most recent time you watched it i distinctly remember being in fifth grade when i read the divergent series and i watched the movie whenever it came out i don't know if i ever watched the like second third movies but i was definitely in fifth grade because I remember being in my fifth grade classroom and reading the book and they had like a little quiz in the back that would tell you which faction you were in (laughs) so yeah we were talking about that too I don't even remember we would be in the farming one yeah uh I probably like the same thing as with the Hunger Games I think I watched it really late in middle school yeah I am a proud Divergent movie hater. I'm oh, sorry. Hater. I'm sorry. Whoa. I loved. I was obsessed with the books. I read. Book lover. I read them. I read the whole, like all three books. Did in you read Force grade. POV? 
No. Oh, my God. But I think I read the first three books in sixth <laughs> grade, and then I reread them again in, like, eighth grade. I said this to somebody last week, but it made me so mad because everything that I thought of in my head, how everybody looked, how all the factions mm-hmm. looked, like how everything was in my head was so different than the movie. And, like, that's okay, obviously, but I just, it just, I do not think the movie did the books justice Throws at you all. Off, yeah. We were talking about this because you didn't read the books, but you loved the movies. So mm-hmm. I wonder if it's just a... Uh... Yeah, I feel like... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I never read any of the books or Harry Potter either or The Hunger why? Games. Yeah, so I feel like that's why I think I don't want to read them because Ruined I can't imagine movies, it. Yeah. Like, I can't world build myself because I've already seen, like, it built for me. So I'm like, every time I read it, I start it. And, like, the characters are already made for me and the world is already made. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's frustrating. I wish I could go back in time. And read them first. Maybe maybe a new series. <laughs> but that's what we were that's another thing we were talking about was there aren't really any recently at least new mm-hmm. series new like dystopian series. Yeah. Except for the new Harry Potter show. Boo. I'm even not then, excited. That's not new. It's like that, they're oh yeah, already same, they're building off of franchise. a series. Yeah, yeah, true. The most recent one I can think of is I probably read this late middle school, like eighth grade. In the cover, it was, like, the girl, like, breaking out of the glass ball, you <gasps> yes. know what I'm talking about? And there was, like, three of them, and it was, like, a Matched. green ball. Yes. yes. And then a blue ball where she was, like, stepping out, yes. and then the red ball where she was out of the ball. Oh, and my God. I forgot I about those. I don't really vividly remember. I mean, I vaguely remember the plot. Like, in a society, everybody gets their perfect match, yes. and then she runs away from the society. Oh, my gosh. Every other dystopian book. But that was probably the last true dystopian book I read. Yeah. Oh, my God. That reminded me of, like, The Giver, too. Yeah. Those, I feel like those books were good. And a lot of people don't know that there's more than one book. It's a whole series, man. But I thought the movie was okay. That was the first one. The only book I've ever read before (laughs) I watched the movie. So I'm proud of myself for that one. Yeah. So for my Divergent fans, what was the best part of it? And who are your favorite characters? Mm. I think similar to Hunger Games, the world building. um, Because like we were talking about earlier, I think Divergent is like in future Chicago, Mm -hmm. which is like closer to home. And it's just interesting. I don't know. It's interesting for a young little girl like me to th- to think about what the future would be like. And then also just that thing of having the fact, like having I, something about having people grouped by like personality oh, yeah. or whatever was like a really interesting, it was kind of like the Harry Potter thing where you're like, which house would I be in? It, it just mm-hmm. is, I think that's an interesting concept. Yeah. I, I guess like divergence, wait. Yeah, Divergent was the only one that you could kind of choose. All the other ones got picked for you. Or, like, some entity would be like, this is Gryffindor or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like, what was my favorite part? My favorite part was maybe, oh, yeah, okay. I said said that I really liked that there's so many subplots always in dystopian Mm. movies. Like, there's always some, like, family trope, and then there's a friend trope, and then a romance trope, and then, like, there's some evil guy or something, and then maybe he turns out to be good in the end. I feel like they're they're really good at doing a lot of different plots at the same time. I I like um, the brother... 
I always thought the brother would be like kind of good in the end, but he always kind of stays. I forget if he's candor or erudite, but he stays like I don't want to go against the government, and I like never liked him because he didn't do that. But the evil guy, who also plays somebody in Footloose, who I had a crush on when I like <laughs> watched the movies, uh, who's in um another movie recently, I forgot, but. He turns good in the end, and he's the one that you would expect not to be good. And I just, I don't know, I really love a, a switch-up of character in movies like that. Yeah, I think the first part that I absolutely loved, it was, like, the beginning of the first book where she was, like, choosing her faction or whatever, and everybody thought she was just going to choose the one that she grew up in, mm-hmm. that her parents were mm-hmm. in, and then she, like, leaps into, like, the pit like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, she was the first one to jump, and I was like, <gasps> like, snaps for her. And then the third book is, I think, when you find out, and it, you find out that it's set in Chicago, and I was, oh. I was stunned. Because you don't know that right away. You don't yeah. know that till like, they get out. And I was like, oh, I've been to Chicago so yeah. many times. Like, this is like, oh my gosh, like, this could literally be our future. Like, I'm, I was so shook i did not know but that. yes i also think imagining myself cause i don't remember what the names of any of the factions were but i always imagined myself in like the peace one where they like pick flowers yes. and, yeah. like, <laughs> and i was like ah oh, that would just be i was like that would be so nice like that'd be such a nice life and then yeah. meanwhile she's like fighting people and like I don't jumping know. on trains <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i have a couple more like general questions for you but before we go into that because i feel like you know, when we think of dystopian, we think of Hunger Games and Divergent pretty generally. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to two other movies such series, Maze Runner and The Last of Us. I think oh. that like The Last of Us, I don't know, I've never seen it, but I've heard it's pretty dystopian vibes based off a of video game. Maze Runner is like pretty similar to Hunger Games where mm-hmm. they stick a bunch of unknowing teenagers into a maze and are like oh you're stuck here um but yeah kind of going back to just like general dystopian vibes in general what do you think is the future of dystopian works because i feel like you know for our generation you know we're all like around 2003 babies we we grew up with these and Mm -hmm. we we like cling on to them we have such a good world with them but like what does the future of them look like i feel like they will be making a comeback. And I have a theory for this. Ooh. So I feel like when when we were growing up, I feel like, I mean, I guess we were younger, so maybe this isn't the case. But those cheesy romance novels, that's always something where, like, oh, my gosh, my grandma loves romance novels. But with, like, Colleen Hoover now, I feel like romance novels are making, like, a huge oh, resurgence. True. So, like, what's next? Like, what type of books are going to make a resurgence next? Like, are we going to get a wave of, like, historical fiction Ooh, but i feel oh, like at some fun. at some point i feel like the dystopian genre is going to make a big comeback kind of how like the romance genre just did these past few years i mean like even historical fiction like bridgerton yes i could say okay she's got a timeline like i agree yeah i kind of, i think i said something yesterday like that i i think yeah. our generation is gonna end up writing dystopian books because that's mm-hmm. what we grew up on and I can't think of any new ones in the past few years or so and so that's my prediction yeah I can't you know I feel like 
The Hunger Games is about to have a massive resurgent with the new movie coming out, but I'm really excited, you know, to see the next generation of like English majors graduate college and write amazing books with huge series. And I think the one part that I hope they include is, you know, listen to like, look at how Rick Wardian's doing it. Like he has subplot after subplot and he has like, He's made such a massive world where you can go like virtually any direction with it. And I think that's what makes it so cool, you know, Mm -hmm. like Hunger Games is a massive world. You have like 12, 12 districts to explore the storyline of and you like could just go on for forever talking about it, which is what makes it so lovely. Um, But, you know, with that being said, what what angle do you think is like missing in dystopian works? You know, we mentioned like Katniss being native in the books but not in the movie what other angles are missing this is like slightly this is like related to what you just said like 30 seconds ago about like the next generation of english writers writing dystopian books i actually wrote part of a dystopian book in seventh Whoa. grade in seventh okay. grade yes Kayla, and next publisher the storyline the storyline it was like future <laughs> society and like okay I, I didn't write it good because i was in seventh grade but the point of it was like every Every 100 years, these, like, beasts would awaken from the earth, and humans would have, like, these underground bunkers that they would have to go to like, every 100 years. And there's there's this group of, like, three teenagers, and they're, like, best friends, and they decided to go on one last hike before they had to head to the underground bunkers. No. And they miss, the, they miss it. The doors get locked, so they're, like, stuck out there. And I was like, you kind of ate with that one. I know. (laughs) Kayla, I have like the perfect class for you to take. Um, It's like so similar. I'll tell you after this. Okay. (laughs) But I feel like, you know, when we talk about like speculative fiction or like speculating what the world will look like, it's kind of scary because you're like, wait, Loki, this might actually happen. Um, But that is unfortunately all the time we have for today. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. And so hopefully we'll see a movie review we're potentially going to see the hunger games movie together but otherwise we'll see you on pop culture coffee break for wsum very soon say bye everyone bye Bye. looking for more from wsum if you're craving some cutting-edge music our online stream wsum free flow is the place to go this internet-based platform delivers the best in hyperpop rap punk hip-hop and metal 24 hours a day seven days a week and is home to some of our most spontaneous programming. That's WSUM Free Flow, available via WSUM.org.